When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hour three starts right now. And as promised, our old buddy Alex Berenson. He's back and better than ever. He is, of course, the author of Pandemia. And he's got a substack stack uh, at, at Alex Substack. You should subscribe. Mr. Berenson, good to have you back on the program, sir. So uh, apparently you you don't like it when your First Amendment rights are entirely trampled by the federal government and plan to do something about it. What's going on? Well, so I I have sued uh, the Biden administration. I think I promised you guys I would do this. And, uh, you know, I don't say things I'm not going to follow through on. Uh, I sued uh, the president. That's sort of what they call more in a ministerial capacity, because he's the head of the White House. And I sued uh, a couple of current uh, federal employees, including the Surgeon General of the United States. Uh, and, and maybe even more interestingly, I sued two board members of Pfizer, Scott Gottlieb and Albert Borla, who is the uh, chairman and chief executive of Pfizer. And what I'm alleging in the lawsuit, which... Uh, you know, people, if they have, a, you know, a spare hour, are welcome to go read. I'm really proud of the suit, and I think it's it's pretty strong. I'm alleging that uh, that all these fine people participated in a conspiracy in 2021 to get Twitter to ban me, um, which really started in April of 2021 when a guy named Andy Slavitt, who was a senior official at the White House at the time, uh, quote unquote, asked Twitter why I was still being allowed to tweet. And Twitter, somewhat shockingly, did not immediately ban me at that point, but actually stood up for me. Um, and then uh, the White House steadily increased the pressure on them, uh, you know, in the summer of 2021 as the vaccines were failing, something, you know, you and I talked about a lot uh, in 2021. And then in August, 
uh, Scott Gottlieb, who is a board member of Pfizer, and you, you may recall Pfizer's made just a few dollars selling mRNA vaccines, about $70 billion, uh, went to went to Twitter and said, hey, why is this guy still being allowed to, to you know, to, to tweet? Um, you know, he's endangering the life of Tony Fauci, which was, you know, just absolute and complete nonsense. And Twitter finally, when the, you know, with all this public and private pressure on them, uh, banned me. And, um, you know, everything I'm saying to you, I have documented in, uh, in the lawsuit, and I documented it in the last couple of years on the Substack, the Unreported Truth Substack. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's a very strong suit, and I think the way you know it's a very strong suit is that the media has basically refused to cover it. Um, you know, when I, when I sued Twitter, which I did in, the, in December of 2021, that suit got a lot of sort of negative attention from people telling me what an idiot I was and how I could never possibly win. And, you know, I, I was just wasting uh, the, the court's time and my money and anybody who donated was just a moron. Well, I did survive the motion to dismiss and I did get back on Twitter and I did get discovery. And so that's what ultimately led to this lawsuit. And guess what? Nobody's writing about it, um, which tells you that they can't mock it because it's real and strong. Alex, I think it's so fascinating. You used to write at the New York Times, and we were talking in the second hour about the, the Dominion lawsuit against Fox yep. News and how it's been covered with a fine-tooth comb. Every single bit of discovery, every single bit of... I mean, they're probably at the New York Times. I'm just using them as an example. Washington Post, CNN certainly have done the same. But I bet they have written 200,000 words. That might be low. It might be like 500,000 words on the Dominion yeah. against Fox News lawsuit. How much have they written about your, uh, your battles with big, uh, big government, with big tech at the New York Times, for instance, in particular? Not, not one word. Not one word about the Twitter lawsuit. Not so, one word. I, and I just want to, I want to pause you there for a sec. Story. Okay. Take yourself out of this story, right? Pretend that you aren't involved. You are looking at this as former New York Times reporter, Alex Berenson. How yeah. can that be justified from a news perspective? Not your perspective on it, but just a pure news perspective. It's totally unjustifiable. And let me, let me, let me tell you why. Okay. Forget Berenson v. Biden, okay? Put that one aside for the moment. I sued Twitter, okay? No one, as far as I know, had ever gotten back on Twitter thanks to a lawsuit over a ban. No one yes. had ever even survived the motion to dismiss. So strictly on a man-bites-dog basis, that is a worthy story because it means, for example, you know, the reason, as we know, as some of your, you know, um, listeners may remember, one of the big reasons I got back on was that Twitter had communicated with me outside of sort of the normal channels, right? So, so a, a, a pretty senior executive at Twitter emailed me and said, we want to know, we want you to keep tweeting. He said that to me. And so that probably has led to, you know, corporate policies being changed at the social media companies. Like, I would not be surprised at all if Facebook now has a policy like, don't contact users and say what you're doing is good or bad. Don't ever do that outside of, you know, of, of our regular channels. And that in and of itself is interesting. Like, forget the, forget the, like, politics. I mean, we shouldn't forget the politics, but, 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 like, just on a corporate basis, it's an interesting story. And the fact that nobody else ever got back on makes that worthy of coverage. But because I am so, you know, what I said about the vaccines, the news media hated, they just, they just ignore me. It's really stunning. And then this lawsuit, okay, 
Look, I think the Dominion suit is very interesting. I think it's very worthy of coverage. I think it's very important for First Amendment issues. But my lawsuit is also, like, pretty interesting and has some pretty important issues. And I'm not just suing the government. I'm suing Pfizer. I'm saying that a huge company conspired with the federal government to try to break my rights of free speech. Imagine if it were Exxon or a tobacco company, and I were saying the same thing. And, and, and like, that would be an obvious story. But again, because it's about the vaccine, uh, fundamentally, they will not write about it. Speaking to Alex Berenson, you can subscribe to his Substack, uh, everybody, for updates on this case, as well as everything else he's looking at. Um, you know, Alex... It, it is pretty remarkable that we what many of us had anticipated is what is happening, which is that it went from the science is settled. Everything is clear. Uh, masks are amazing. The vaccines are saving everybody. <laughs> lockdowns were worth it to all of that was essentially lunacy, untrue. And but but I, I want to know now that we've had enough time, enough data and and we can really look with even greater clarity than ever before at, at what happened to the country and all this stuff. What is what is kind of your um, your uh, epilogue here, or perhaps your epitaph for the vaccine situation under covid? Well, I mean, it's it's a disaster, clearly. And, and the reason you know it's a disaster is that um, in Germany right now, Germany has 80 million people. Uh, one person out of every 40,000 is getting an mRNA vaccine in Germany right now, getting a booster or, or, or a base vaccine if they didn't get it. People in the United States, it's slightly more. It's like one in 10,000 a day. People do not want these. They don't want them anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter whether people, you know, whether there's a new variant out there or, or next fall. Like nobody, nobody wants to, nobody wants these mRNA vaccines. And it's going to be very interesting because uh, Moderna, you know, this is their business. So they're going to submit an application for an RSV vaccine, um, which has like roughly the same idiotic safety uh, benefit profile of the COVID vaccine, only worse because RSV is, a, you know, that's a virus um, that's actually somewhat dangerous to really little kids, but not really dangerous to anybody else, um, you know, unless you're like a death door. And if you look at the adverse event profile, it's a, it's, it's not very good. It's just like the COVID, uh, adverse event profile because these mRNA vaccines just aren't that safe. And so it's going to be really interesting if the FDA decides to move forward with that. Um, I'm working on a stack about this right now. And, you know, would they have the guts to turn this vaccine down after approving? Uh, the COVID vaccine, which is based on the same technology. But I think people, people, I mean, it's sort of interesting for me because I'm trying to decide what to do with sort of my, the next, you know, act of my writing life because I think there's a lot more to say about this, but it's quite clear that nobody wants to think about these vaccines. Nobody wants to take them. We all just want to pretend that, you know, that 2020 and 2021 did not happen. Does that surprise you? Because that's the question I was going to ask. You you remember when Buck and I, and I had you on my show before, and I'm sure Buck did too, before we even started this show together. When we had you on back in July of 2021, people were like, oh my God, how dare you put Alex Berenson on? What he's saying about the some vaccines conservatives, so we won't out them, but there were some people on the right who were yelling at us for having Alex on, just to be clear. You've been yeah. vindicated in all of this. A couple of questions. One, does it surprise you that right now, the general consensus appears to be, let's just pretend none of this happened, right? That That is basically what it seems to be happening. And two, and two, this is more alarming 
The last time we had you on, we were talking about a uh, alarming rise in all-cause mortality. Yeah. Is that still occurring? Have you been able to glean any sort of test case scenarios uh, on both of those scenarios? Sure. I mean, so so I think the answer to the first question is in the second question. Of course, people don't. The all-cause mortality rise is continuing. Um, I was actually somewhat optimistic about a month and a half ago because it seemed to be going down again. We seem to be getting back towards normal, and I thought, okay, now we're not boosting anybody anymore because it really went back up last fall when the when the U.S. and Europe had this idiotic, you know, fourth. Uh, booster campaign. I mean, it really was off the charts in some countries, including Germany again. But, um, uh, but so, so, you know, come, come February and part of March, things actually appear to be getting back to normal. I was like, good, like we're actually, we're actually out of this. Like we're out of the vaccine umbrella. Maybe we're going to get back to like a normal number for guests. Unfortunately, it started to tick up again in just the last couple of weeks. And I don't know what that means. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 I, I just don't know. I don't know how to read that at this point, And I don't like to get in front of the data, but if you are a public health authority, if you are a politician, if you are a media company that push these vaccines on people, I mean, really push them. And, and as you said, the pressure was enormous in 2021. I mean, you, you have a problem which is that like, people are dying at at least the rate in a lot of countries that they were dying at the height of COVID, okay? And, and you know, when that happened, we had to shut the world down. We had, to, we had to, you know, close schools. We had to make sure nobody ever, you know, got COVID or died again. And all of a sudden, because there's this huge elephant in the room of all-cause mortality being high post-vaccines, um, they they just can't talk about it. I mean, it's, can I, it's really Alex, exciting. can I ask you though what is your what is your best working thesis right now? I'm not asking you for I know you don't like to get ahead of the data, but your best working thesis for what what's happened? I mean, is it is it that because I've I've seen some stuff recently about there's been a you know uh, there's more cancers that that didn't get addressed and things like that or yeah, what do you I, think? I don't, is, I don't believe any of that. I, I don't believe that it's a post COVID syndrome. I don't believe that it's post, um, you know, post not people being screened for cancer. There's, there's just no data that suggests that preventative medical care is at all useful, like in a way that would make that much difference that a couple months of, of this would lead to a year plus of extra mortality. There's no, there's no data suggesting that long COVID likely is real. I mean, this is something that I get in trouble when I say, but it's pretty clearly true. I'm not saying that, by the way, if you got on a ventilator when you had COVID, you're not going to have an after effect. You are. But this idea that that there's this that there's this broad long COVID syndrome um, that that could kill people there's just no evidence of that I mean I, I think you know yeah, when you when you, you sort of cut the knot the most likely explanation is that these really powerful uh, biological agents that we gave to people we gave to more than a billion people we really hadn't studied them um, is the is the likely cause and that they're they're driving. They're driving some autoimmune conditions. There's there's clear evidence that that some people have a bad autoimmune response. So you know you might you might have an arthritis flare after a vaccination, and they clearly have some cardiac risk. Um, there's actually not a lot of evidence of cancer death being up, despite what you may have read. Um, and then the other question is, are they driving like dementia and Alzheimer's in some un, you know unlucky people? Because if they're producing an inflammatory response in the brain. That's that's clearly something that can drive Alzheimer's or dementia. So that's a potential 
uh, other risks. So, so just, uh, just so to, I, to, to button this up, Alex, in terms of risk yes. reward, the, the forced vaccination campaign and, you know, a billion people getting this in terms of risk reward, it's a, it's fair to say a disaster. Is that right? In my view, it's a disaster, yes. I mean, And by the way, the other reason it's a disaster is we could have given people the vaccines that the Chinese gave their people, which is just this old-school, inactivated virus. You just basically put the virus in formaldehyde and give it to people. And those, those are somewhat less effective at stopping infection, but they appear to be just as good, um, you know, which is not that good, but, but have some marginal effect on illness and death in the long term. And they have no side effects the way the, or they don't seem to have the same kinds of side effects that the mRNAs do. So, um, and by the way, I don't really believe that the vaccines do anything against Omicron. So we're really talking, we're really talking about a a world that doesn't exist anymore when we talk about illness and death prevention from the vaccines, just to be clear, so that nobody comes back to me and says, oh, you said the vaccines stop illness and death. No, against Omicron, they're pretty useless. So, yes, we, we made a giant mistake, in my opinion. All right, Alex Barents and everybody, check out his Substack. Alex, good luck in the lawsuit. Come back and give us updates. We'll talk about it, just like we talked about the vaccines not working as well as everybody else, but uh, said they worked. So there you go. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yes, sir. You know, my friends, the saving of innocent lives is of paramount importance. For a year now, we've partnered with a nonprofit organization dedicated to saving the lives of unborn children. Preborn Network of Clinics bring hope to pregnant women considering abortion through ultrasound imaging so they can meet the precious life growing within them. That gift of an ultrasound experience to meet their child that they're carrying, to hear the healthy heartbeat in a quiet moment, and to stare at that ultrasound screen watching their child move within them, that often makes all the difference. The choice of life over abortion is so often made in that moment. Preborn's clinics have counselors who offer love and support and a plan for the first couple of years of newborn life to help those moms. For just $28, you can sponsor a life-changing ultrasound experience. Donations of any size go towards saving babies and caring for mothers. Your contributions are tax-deductible. When you give, you'll receive pictures and stories of lives your gift helped to rescue. Use your cell phone, please. Make a donation today. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or visit their website, preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Your generosity has the power to save babies' lives. Sponsored by Preborn. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%.
Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Quick turn here because of that interview, which I would encourage all of you to make sure you go listen to. Alex Berenson, ask yourself this. Why is this lawsuit getting no coverage? Why is everyone not paying attention to the idea that Pfizer could shut down a critic of their shot, one that they made $70 billion on, and that the Biden administration would conspire with them to silence a critic? directly infringing upon Alex Berenson's First Amendment rights is a real serious question that deserves immense amount of attention. Uh, but when we come back, another story that deserves a great deal of our attention. Remember the trans shooter who went to a religious school and killed six innocent people? Had a manifesto. That manifesto has evidently still vanished because it's being held up by the FBI. We haven't gotten to see it. What is the FBI trying to hide, and what might the significance of that manifesto be? We'll talk about it when we come back. In a world where everything seems to be more expensive, there's one monthly expense that's not increasing, and that's the cost of cell phone service from Pure Talk. $30 a month for unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data. It's a great deal, particularly when you learn Pure Talk service is on the same tower, same network as one of the best-known cell phone companies out there, but they're asking you to pay so much more for it, those big guys, not to mention Pure Talk embraces conservative values. They also support our veterans and military. Founder's a veteran himself. When you become a Pure Talk customer, you have an option to support America's Warrior Partnership, a program set up to prevent veteran suicide. This is an American company that keeps jobs at home. The customer service team is all based here in the U.S., not offshore like so many others. Switching to Pure Talk is easy. I know because I did it. You can do it via your phone. It takes about 10 minutes. You keep your number, by the way, if you want, and your phone. And the savings are so good. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Make the switch today. Trust me. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and save 50% off your first month. 
That's pound 250. Say Clay and Buck and start saving now. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. If you want to chat with us, 800-282-2882. And don't forget, you can email us directly. Uh, become a VIP. Go to clayandbuck.com and uh, sign up as a VIP. And we'll be reading your emails every day. Um, and uh, do give us a call on the lines. We'll get to you at the uh, back of this hour now. Um, when we say we're gonna we're gonna stay on something, we do. And when there is a um, a case with it with an open question, or when there's information the public still deserves to have and hasn't gotten it, uh, we want to continue to raise the alarm over what seem to be politicized reasons for the suppression of the information that the public deserves to have clay had just mentioned a moment ago before we gave, got into a quick commercial break there the motive uh or sorry the manifesto and the motive in the nashville uh the nashville school shooting that happened it has been uh over two weeks we're going on three weeks now since the shooting at nash at a christian school in nashville and this is from nbc news for example this just in the last uh, couple of days investigators have not identified a clear motive uh, in the attacker's journal writings, authors have not provided any details publicly to back up their early suggestion uh, that the shooter may have felt resentment toward the school. I'm sorry, authorities. I say authorities have not provided any details publicly um, for uh, the that situation. Okay, he- here's the point of all of this: if they're having so much difficulty figuring out what the motive is, well, then. Why don't they just release the manifesto and people can see for themselves because the whole purpose of the manifesto was apparently to tell everybody why this person did this thing. Now, it is possible that it will be just the the sheer maniacal scribblings of a homicidal lunatic. Obviously, that's very likely at some level. There may not be much clarity from the perspective of of motive with all of this. But what could be the possible justification at this point? for the manifesto to still be withheld from the public. Uh, we are able to discern what is, uh, you know, what is likely to be true or untrue in a situation like this based on the manifesto. And, uh, Clay and I were just going back and forth on this in the break. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, who it, it's, it's amazing. Glenn Greenwald's, um, uh, at, at this point, his brand is to do the things that journalists Pretend that they want to do. That's really it. He's not a man of the right. He's actually a man of the left, but he has principles. He has ideas of what journalism means and he pursues them, whether it, you know, affects the right, the left or whatever. It's, it's quite a statement on journalism today that that is such a brand, uh, identifier, right? That that, oh my, Glenn, uh, Glenn Greenwald, you mean the guy who wants to get information to the public that, may shine light on things that the powerful or whomever doesn't want people to know. Yeah, I thought that's what all journalists are supposed to do. He put this out here. We've spoken with two major law firms. This was on Twitter in Nashville who said they'd say uh, send retainer letters to represent us suing the FBI and the Nashville Police Department to obtain the manifesto of the Nashville shooter only to back out at the last second. The political pressures are intense. We should see it. Well, obviously, Clay and I agree that we should see it. But on that point of political pressure, folks, this is the FBI, which means that this is the Biden White House, which means that this is the Democrats at the highest level making some determination. You think the FBI director is making this call? No, no. 
FBI director spoke to Joe Biden directly about this issue. I can assure you of that. There's not going to be a record of it, but that has happened. Because, Clay, what could be the possible rationale at this point? Three weeks going to go by? Four weeks going to go by? It is three weeks today. Three weeks today. So it is 21 days ago that this shooting, six innocent lives were taken in my hometown of Nashville. Three nine-year-olds, three employees of this religious school. And we still have not heard anything about exactly what this homicidal maniac wrote relating to her motivation. And I know many of you out there have the exact same feeling that I do, where you just don't trust the FBI. I have asked questions because this is my hometown, and what I have been told is the FBI is keeping this manifesto from being released. Uh, So if that is true, it makes it even more imperative that we get to see this. And I would just point out, whenever a shooting doesn't seem to fit the left-wing narrative. The shooter is not who Merrick Garland and Joe Biden want it to be. Isn't it amazing how there never can be a motive uncovered? I, I, I just want all of you out there to think about that for a moment. It certainly does feel like when we may well have had a hate crime directed at Christians by a trans individual who may have been acting out upon recent legislation that was passed in Tennessee. I don't like to name shooters. I don't like to give them immense amounts of attention. So I understand if the argument was, hey, this manifesto is going to encourage other aspects of violence, at least tell us that. But I frankly don't trust the FBI. We need to see everything. That's the point here. They're not even feeling like they have an obligation to explain in any way suppression. And and if there are details, if there's information, you know, obviously, if this person had other targets and wrote about their, you know, where they're going to find them and their, you know, their home address. Yes, of course, there's some, you know, we, we could we could all understand that. Right. But in terms of the motivation, suppression of the motivation can only be. For political reasons. There's no other reason to suppress the motivation or us understanding the motivation for why a person would do this. And, you know, for if it was, if we don't know, but let's just for the purpose of discussion now, if this in any way tied to uh, the legislation passed in Tennessee about you know, transgender surgery, etc., cetera, for for uh, minors, there is no question that this person this mass mass murderer and murderer of children would be a trans terrorist acting out in a radicalized fashion in you know in the name of the trans agenda in a similar fashion to what you would see with people that are uh you know if someone is a white nationalist or if someone is al qaeda or if somebody's acting on a belief basis that they need to commit murder and an act of terrorism in this way because of something politically they don't like Obviously, they're a terrorist. Yes, and then we go, and then once once you establish that, you might say, are there any other acts of similar terrorism that have occurred? You know, we've seen some averted mass shootings by individuals who identify as non-binary or trans recently. So that's certainly one possible reason why there's such a clear effort to suppress the release of this information, or or even just give us, you know, Clay. I think one of the reasons they won't just give us a little bit on the motive is that they, you know, 
one, once they start that, people would say, okay, well, hold on a second. They can't lie to us about that because if it ever comes out that they lied, then we'll see the politics involved. And there's no, there's no rational basis for this, for, from what I can see, to hold this information back. Especially not after three weeks. If they had held it for a week, if they had conducted a behind-the-scenes investigation for some short period of time, but for the FBI to have this for three weeks and for Glenn Greenwald to be unable to get Nashville-area lawyers to represent him because of the incredible political pressure surrounding this, remember, Nashville's a red state. Um, and we have a, a, we have a Republican governor. We have two Republican senators. We have eight Republican Congress, uh, members who are all Republicans. I, I think increasingly it may become necessary for them to start to lend their weight behind the release of this manifesto as well. And, uh, certainly, unfortunately, we've got Joe Biden at the top of the FBI. But I, along with many of you, am incredibly skeptical of the information that the FBI is willing to share. And let me just put it to you this way for everybody out there listening to us right now. If this had been a deranged, right-wing, lunatic MAGA supporter, do you think the FBI would still have refused to release whatever his or her manifesto might say 21 days after the fact? Or do you think they would have had a way to get it out either to the New York Times, Washington Post, or directly to the American public? Is there any chance that the Biden uh, White House, I mean, Joe Biden himself, wouldn't have gone to Tennessee, to Nashville, Correct. right away? The fact that Joe Biden, little kids were murdered by this psychopath at their school, at this Christian school in Nashville. Joe Biden didn't think that, and of course, three adults also murdered, murdered as well. That's not a moment where the president can come and, and show up and stand in solidarity and talk about healing in the community. He's done it for other far less important things countless times during his administration. Couldn't make the time on the schedule for this one. I think we all know why. I think the Democrats are very sensitive to making certain mental illnesses fashionable and elevated can come with consequences that people do not necessarily anticipate until they happen. How about it's even worse than that, Buck? Kamala Harris actually came to town and met with the representatives who got kicked out of the Tennessee House for only a couple of days those guys were out. She was on the ground in Nashville to meet and host a rally with those Democrat politicians. She couldn't find time while she was in the city of Nashville to meet with any of the families of the six people who were murdered at that high school, at why that elementary ha- school. Why haven't they been asked about this? I mean, I know we put it out, and maybe I'll, uh, you know, I, I want to ask some of the journalists who actually do the journalism thing in the White House press corps. There's only a couple of them. Can, can someone please ask why they didn't have time? Why didn't Kamala have time? Why didn't Joe Biden have time for the families of the uh, the murdered children and murdered uh, employees of that school. I, I want to know what the answer is. I'd like to get on the, I, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre should have to state why those families weren't worthy of a visit from the president under the circumstances, given all the other times he showed up to express solidarity and healing. What's different? It, it's fantastic. Unfortunately, if you go back and listen to the transcripts or listen to the the audio of the show and check out the transcripts. I told you there was no way Joe Biden would be coming because it doesn't fit his narrative. The guy who ran on the campaign of I'm going to try to unify America 
won't stand with six victims of an elementary school shooting because to do so would draw attention to the fact that it was a crazy, maniacal trans shooter who may have been in some way impacted by Democrat rhetoric on trans issues. We don't know because we haven't seen the manifesto. If you're in search of a great pair of slippers to replace the slightly worn-out pair you own today, check out the massive closeout sale at MyPillow.com. Second best product of all time in terms of sales, the My Slippers, discounted now to just $25 a pair, down 80% from their regular price of $149.98. At some point, these are all going to be gone, even though they've put a 10-pair uh, order cap. My wife has ordered them. Your wife will love them. Great gift. You know, it's not that far to Mother's Day. The My Slippers from My Pillow, constructed with a four layer design you won't find in any other slipper. They are so comfortable. You can wear them both indoors and outdoors. Heck, you can even do what my wife does and sometimes sleep in them. Go online, mypillow.com. Look at the radio specials box. Click on that. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code to get the $25 price point. That's more than $120 off per pair. Remember, limit of 10 pairs at checkout. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck today. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this offer. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
No surprise, but do you know the number of abortions in states where it's deemed legal have increased since the overturning of Roe v. Wade? Sadly, unborn babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's where Preborn steps in. Preborn introduces moms to their precious babies through ultrasound. When a mom in crisis hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her or him on ultrasound, she is twice as likely to choose life. Preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies' lives, and their network of clinics are located in the highest abortion states, standing strong for moms in crisis and the most vulnerable preborn babies. Five ultrasounds are just $140, helping to rescue five babies. Preborn relies on donations from us. To donate securely, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Visit preborn.com slash buck sponsored by Preborn. Closing up the Monday edition of the podcast and also the radio show. Encourage all of you to go make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We love all of you listening in all 500 markets out there. Uh, but we'd also like for you to be able to listen uh, wherever you may be. If you're traveling, maybe you're out of the country, maybe you're on the road for spring break or summer vacation, which is not very far away. You go subscribe. You won't miss a moment. Uh, a bunch of different people uh, out there want to weigh in. Let me get a couple of your calls in here before we finish off the program. Joe in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How's LSU looking this year, Joe? Woohoo! How about them LSU Tigers, huh? <laughs> you know, I think you're going to have a good year, too, with Brian Kelly, uh, but we'll see. I hope, I, I'm, I'm hoping. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, who pays that chief of police in... Nashville, Tennessee. It seems to me like the people of the city of Nashville pay his paycheck. And can you imagine if our founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence, I mean, some of them lost their lives. Most of them lost everything. This man is worried about losing his job. What can the FBI do to him for releasing that manifesto? Good. I don't That's know a good question. But I don't know you if it's would probably his, have more experience here on this. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's his call. And remember, the FBI could probably claim. I know this is going to be maybe an infuriating uh, part of this answer. FBI may say that in some way it interferes with their investigation, that they're going to release it, and it's a federal matter now because of the terror possible terrorism angle. I, I don't know, but you know, we've all seen. Look, we've all seen Die Hard. We all know that the yes. FBI will bigfoot whatever the uh, local law enforcement is, they'll come in and stomp on them and say, you know, we're in charge now. Um, you know, that's a situation that can play out in a whole variety of different contexts. So I just think this, I think this is from the FBI at this point. I think the FBI is the one saying that they don't want to, uh, they don't want to release it and they're going to, but the, the problem is they keep saying they will release it. So then ever, you know, what, what justification do you have? If you're like the Nashville police chief, for example, you don't want to go ahead of the FBI says, oh, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So it makes it seem like, well, if you are being uncooperative or getting their way, they were going to do it anyway. Right. But I start to think, think that the delay here is the whole point. The longer the delay, the more the politics are at play. Yeah, I've been told that the FBI has put the hold on that. That's what I've been told. Now, I'm not claiming to be an expert here, but that would make sense, at least in some way, from a procedural perspective. Uh, Lynn in North Carolina, closing up the show with us today. Lynn, what you got for us? I I believe it's a copycat killer, and I I'm totally with you with the FBI being the 
perpetrators. I still Wait, what, what, what's out. a copycat? What do you mean? Well, because she's a trans killer, they read the manifesto and other trans killers become emboldened, and then they go out and do copycat crime. Okay, so, I mean, by the way, I, 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 if so that you, were the people case... People will say that, people will say that, but I'll just point, I mean, to Clay, I think you're going to say, if it were a MAGA, you know, right-wing extremist, they wouldn't care at all about copycat, they would talk about it and release it right away. I don't find the copycat thing a very compelling reason to withhold something of public. Uh, by the way, the caller, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not a consideration that people have. I'm just saying I never find that a compelling. Lunatics will find plenty. Or they already know enough to do a copycat event if they wanted to. Yeah, and also acknowledging that you were concerned about copycatting would also further illuminate and encourage the discussion that this might be a domestic terror attack, right? Because terrorists are typically not acting alone. They're trying to motivate others to do the same thing, right? So, uh, but at least that would be some form of information if they were putting it out there. The total radio silence, again, given the lack of trust most of us have in the yeah. FBI, just makes us think the worst three weeks. Also, in. we heard things that there were additional targets, that there were consideration of other targets. That might come into uh, part of this discussion here in a way that could be really unexpected. So, you know, maybe there's a reason why they don't want people to know about what was going on with target selection by this mass murder anyway we're going to continue to stay on this folks that's what we do here I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 